following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Lunch Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on a break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, August 16th, 2017. Season 13, episode number 26. Welcome to another edition of The Break. I am Derek Eagleton, joined by Nick, Amber, Dave. We are live in Oxnard, California. It is our final day of shows here from Oxnard. Uh, tomorrow we uh, we start packing things up. Friday the team heads back to Dallas, and uh, they got a game Saturday night. And on Monday they start practices, or training camp phase two, I guess is what it would be, uh, back at the Star in Frisco. Uh, how are, how's everybody doing this morning? We're, We're good. Good. And see the end. You can see the end. It's been four weeks, four long weeks yep. of uh, training camp out here. And today we're actually going to wrap that up on the show. Um, I have a series of questions I'm going to ask you guys that uh, will give fans a good overall perspective of what you think after four weeks of watching this team practice, of, of a couple preseason games. Um, and just give them a general overview of what we think of the team coming out of training camp. Before we get to that, though, there are a couple news items we need to hit. Uh, we'll start first with Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, he has now officially done what we knew he was going to do, which is uh, appeal the six-game suspension. Um, at this point, I think uh, the the appeal will be heard by the NFL sometime between now and August 29th. Uh, there's been a lot of news, though, that's been developing, and this story keeps developing over this week. A lot of news about different things that we've heard about uh, seem to be things that, that, that are coming from Ezekiel Elliott's camp, uh, uh, just talking about um, – their position in, in all of this. Dave, you've, you've talked about some of that stuff. You and I talked about some of this stuff before we went on the air. Tell me a little bit about your thoughts there. Well, I think we, if you go back when this was first happening, we kind of mentioned that, you know, if you appeal and maybe even later in the future if this goes into actual court that this is a thing that could get pretty ugly, it already seems like that's starting to happen. Every day this week since this, you know, suspension was announced on Friday, you've seen – uh, stuff trickling into the news. Um, you know, Fort Worth Star-Telegram had a story. Yahoo Sports had a story this morning. Uh, you're hearing Ezekiel Elliott's side of the story. You're hearing, um, you know, the the pushback from the league suspension, what the league said Elliott did or didn't do. You're hearing now, you know, information discrediting maybe what his ex-girlfriend, you know, is is implying in these accounts and things like that. And actually, literally, we haven't had a chance to talk about this. Like, within the last 10 minutes... NFL PR put out a statement basically saying, you know, we've seen these stories. This is a common tactic that people do to try to discredit um, victims of abuse. And they actually called it shameful. These, um, you know, these stories that that are coming out that kind of tell Elliot's camp side of the story. I don't I mean, I don't think it's a coincidence that we hadn't heard much about this all summer. And in the five days since Elliot's suspension was announced, you're seeing it playing out in the news. And uh, you know, far be it. Like I said, I I don't feel comfortable dictating who's right and who's wrong in the entire situation. You know, the information is out there for anybody to read it and decide for themselves. I think it's obviously a lot of conflicting information, and it's hard to really sift and come to a, a concrete conclusion about it. But like we said, when you're talking about appeals, Elliot's camp, Ezekiel Elliott, his representation, the NFLPA, they want to they want to make a case for lessening his suspension or throwing it out altogether. The NFL obviously wants to stand firm on their ground that they feel they are justified in suspending him for six games. 
And you're seeing it play out in the news right now. And the longer it goes on, I think it'll be even more contentious. So it, it's a hell of a start to the whole situation, and, and we'll see where it goes from there. But it's been an interesting few days. And we will see how uh, Ezekiel Elliott and his, and his representatives will handle this situation because, obviously, when you start talking about appeals, there's no guarantee that anything will change. Yeah. Uh, the same NFL infrastructure that made the decision uh, that this was the right thing to do is going to hear the appeal. Whether right. it's a different person or not, it's still the same apparatus. Yeah. And so uh, we'll, see how far, that, we'll see how far Ezekiel wants to take yeah. this thing well, and that, and beyond that if a, it comes to that. It's impossible to predict, but it's, I mean, their goal is – they're going after the credibility of the person that's saying that he did these things that merit a six-game suspension. And you've seen that Monday, Tuesday, and now Wednesday. And now you've seen the NFL answer it. They kind of fire their own shot back at wherever this news is coming from. And like I said, I mean, this is three days into it over an NFL appeal. This is still just the NFL's infrastructure. If this goes into actual court, it, it could be really nasty. So, it's like I said, it's going to be interesting to watch how it unfolds. All right, let's uh, let's talk uh, one other thing we needed to hit real quick. Jalen Smith, yesterday uh, Jerry Jones says that Jalen Smith will actually play uh, this week. Talk to me, Nick. I know you were, you were there. Dave, I think you were there as well. Uh, talk about how much you expect him to play. Is this going to be a quick in and out and do a couple plays, and, or is he going to play an extended period of time? Well, I, I think that you know what's probably going to happen with him is that I, I don't expect him to actually start the game, uh, but but he he will get some uh, time out there, and he'll do it with some um, you know players that you know for some first teamers in there, just depending on how long that they play those guys. But uh, I would imagine that they're not just going to put him in there with strictly second team guys. He'll get there. He'll get to play. Um, and, and they want to see him kind of move around a little bit. It'll probably be a, a, a scripted thing, maybe eight to ten plays. Maybe it's a few more, you know, depending on how series is go. Yeah, I, w I mean, it's hard to say because you don't know how long a series is going to last. You know, if like is it everybody? <laughs> uh, sorry, something's happening. Yeah, okay. not sure. Good, we're good. What were you saying? If he gets sorry, in there and Derek. it's a, if he goes if he goes in there and it's a three and out then I would imagine he'll come back out. You know, I mean, I would imagine, yeah, they want to, between 8 and 15 plays. I certainly, he's not going to be one of those guys that plays the whole back into the second half. I think that's way too big of a jump from what he's done out here. But he's definitely shown that he can handle, I don't know, one, two, or maybe even three series in a game. I think that's reasonable. It'll be interesting to see just because we obviously haven't been able to see him in game action since he's been on the on the Cowboys roster. So right. this will be interesting from that standpoint. And yeah. I remember we talked about him um Close to when we got here to training camp, has y'all's opinion changed a little bit more about him, the optimism of him playing this year and playing during this, I guess, first preseason game? I think a little bit. I mean, I, I, I kept noticing that, that gallop that, that he was calling a run, um, and it's still sort of there, but, but I think that might just kind of be his run, too, because – when it he's shown out here on the on the practice field, when he needs to get from point A to point B, he can do that. And he can do that pretty quickly. And he kind of his thing is he knows where point B is gonna gonna be because that's his, his awareness is so good. Um, and so I've seen him move and quick, and and he he can definitely react. But when he is kind of jogging and running, he kind of looks like a colt a little bit. So I don't think my op I don't think my outlook has changed about the immediate future, like September tenth or seventeenth or twenty fourth or fifth because they play Monday night that week but I, I feel a lot better just in the long term I mean you think I mean he he's yeah. still really fresh into his career 
He has not played an NFL game. And I, I keep thinking back to that report that came out right when we got to training camp that he's, you know, somewhere between 60 and 80 percent, and he needs he needs more time before he's at 100 percent. And I feel more optimistic than ever that he can get there. I wasn't sure about that when we got here, but just watching the progress he's been able to make out here, I don't think they're blowing smoke that they think he can be 100 percent healthy. And this is without the nerve being completely regenerated. That's what I'm saying. Yes, that's that well, right? exactly. He's yeah. obvious. I mean. He's obviously not 100% rip-roaring ready to go or else he'd be doing way more. But I'm way more opti optimistic than I ever have been that he might get there one and, day. And all along, the, the trainers have said, I remember talking to uh, the, the guy that's kind of been helping him the most there, Britt Brown. He does all the, the rehabs. And, yeah. he, and he, he said before, you know, I'm not trying to get him to play 16 games. Like, that's not my goal. My goal is to get him to play 10 years in this league. But so, it's so, a long game. So, yeah, yeah so it doesn't matter – if he's not ready for week one, okay. If he's not ready, if he's if we have to put him on pup, which they did not, but if he that was way back then, if he has to miss six games, so be it. I'm trying to get him to play a full career here and get him to that point. So that's the goal with him. The fact that he's going to play this third game in the preseason and you know he's probably going to play for week one, you know, uh, against the Giants in some role. I think that that's a win right there. That's a success. Probably. It is. Yeah. No. Well, I, I mean. And even now, after everything we've seen, I still I think you're making a mistake if you expect him to be a Pro Bowl linebacker in September. But like I said, I'm way more optimistic that he could play at a Pro Bowl level later in his career. I mean, you're seeing the steps, and they've all been encouraging to this point. And, and the Cowboys are obviously very patient, and I think if fans can just take a patient approach and you know not expect to move mountains right there at the start of this second season, really his first season, uh, I, I'm starting to feel good that this could pay dividends in the long run. Yeah, we will definitely get our first chance to see Jalen Smith this uh, this weekend. Cowboys uh, will play on Saturday night versus the Colts, so uh, that will be the first time that you guys as fans will also get a chance to see him as a Cowboy. Uh, so that should be fun. And see Dak. And see Dak. Dak's going to play as well. Uh, there will be a lot more, I would assume, a lot more of the veteran uh, players that we haven't seen a lot of here in the preseason yeah. that will be playing this yeah. weekend. Uh, maybe not for a prolonged period of time, but at least out on the field. It's starting to feel a little bit more like NFL football. All right, let's go ahead and take our first break. When we come back, I do want to get into some of these camp uh, questions. We're going to talk about uh, just the big picture of what's been happening out here over the last four weeks and give you guys an idea of what you can expect heading into the season. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. We, the entertainment-loving people, demand the best unlimited wireless plan ever from AT&T. What else do you want, a unicorn? Maybe. Only AT&T offers you unlimited data with HBO included and never pay overages. Get AT&T Unlimited Plus, our best wireless deal on unlimited data. Plus save $25 per month on DirecTV. It's entertainment your way. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Plan includes stream saver and videos will stream in standard definition unless you turn it off. $25 DirecTV savings requires AT&T Unlimited Plus. Credits start within three bills. Service prices subject to change. Other usage, speed, fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See att.com slash unlimited for details. Hey, Cowboys fans. Did you know that over the next few years, more than a million service members will transition from military to civilian life? Veterans face unique challenges when they get out of the military, and Bank of America and the Dallas Cowboys are teaming up to help with financial education, career opportunities, and support of military nonprofits and organizations locally in North Texas and across the country. We're proud to support our troops and are deeply grateful for the dedication and sacrifice of our service members and veterans. Bank of America, official bank of the Dallas Cowboys, invites you to join us in our efforts to get involved by tagging game day photos on social media using hashtag troop thanks 
That's hashtag Troop Thanks. And by learning more about our commitment to veterans at bankofamerica.com slash military support. Together, we can thank our troops in ways that make a real difference. Copyright 2016, Bank of America Corporation. It's bowling night with friends and you're hanging out together. You picked up a spare, but you're craving something better. A thirst runs deep inside, you don't know what to do. You crave a nice little Dr. Pepper and a hero to save you. Crave Rider. You ride the wave of Dr. Pepper when you're craving Dr. Pepper. Crave Rider. Crave a Dr. Pepper. Nothing else will do. Pick up an ice cold 20 ounce bottle today. Dr. Pepper. The one you crave. I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com cowboy to find a retailer nearest you back to the lunch break welcome back it's the second segment of the break live from oxnard california final show of training camp for 2017 we'll be heading back to the star uh getting started back there for practices next week um let's go ahead and get into this camp wrap uh segment of the show i have a couple questions i'm gonna we're gonna wrap on. yeah we're gonna wrap this up in a pretty oh, little with bow. a w yes right oh, okay. we're gonna wrap this up in a pretty little bow for all of our fans out there so uh, I'm going to give these questions. I have some answers that I'm going to give you that you guys can choose, so it'll be kind of like multiple choice. But feel free, if you don't like my answers, to throw in whatever you like, Dave, because I know you always have <laughs> something else to say. Uh, so feel free to throw in whatever other answer you'd like to throw, um, and, and we'll, we'll give people a good idea of what's been happening for the last four weeks. First question, which position are you least concerned about after watching this team for four weeks? Wide receiver, offensive line, tight end, or running back? Least concerned. Wide receiver. Wide receiver. Wide, yeah, wide receiver. Why? Because they're hold loaded. On, hold on. Is the, is the answer based off of the ones you gave us? or just? Yeah, and you can feel free. If you think there's another one that wasn't included in that, feel least free. Least concerned about. Least concerned. Position you're least concerned about. Y'all go ahead with your receiver. They're loaded. They got – you have – Dez is – Dez looks like Dez, and we joked. Yes, <laughs> I mean, we spent – and uh. I – I see all your tweets. Don't worry. Like, I'm not ignoring you. Like, we probably spent five, ten minutes kind of like, eh, is Dez having, like, a Dez camp? Yeah. Y'all did go there. Yeah. And well, then he goes out. Good. He got to poke the bear sometimes. <laughs> he, he wasn't, but he sure is now because <laughs> yeah, he's making – is. He's doing crazy circus catches. He's just – he's dunking it yeah, over more, the goalpost. Yeah, he's he's taking photos of people. He got a little nervous by that because last time he dunked, I and know. That yeah, that was not two good. years ago. Yeah, he was like, Rah. <laughs> oh, hamstring. My yeah. hamstring. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, he was out. For his a while. hamstring looks fine. Um, he's been awesome. He looks like he's at Dez level. You got two burners who can take the top off of defense before he got hurt, and it's not a serious injury. Bryce Butler was great. Terrence Williams has been consistent. I know we haven't seen Switzer in training camp, but I've seen enough from him in OTAs and just in general to feel comfortable. I'm not saying he's as good as Beasley, but you got two of those slot mismatch type guys. And then I got a big old man crush on Noah Brown, too. He's had a great camp. Yeah. And that doesn't even mention Andy, Andy Jones, Jones, who right. I I don't know how you even find a place for him. Hopefully he can. him and Noah Brown both might be practice squad guys. I don't know. But 
They got seven really solid looking wide receivers out Yeah, there. it's gotta be that position unless you're gonna, you know, go punter or kicker or something like that, because no other spot when you're looking at it has you, the only question mark at receiver is number six. If they will even have a number six, and then will it be Brown or Andy Jones? Because these five guys are making well, the team. Switzer right. is a bit of a question mark, not for making the team, but there's a question mark around him just because he's missed so much time, right? I don't think so, really. Question mark of what? I'm sorry, now? There's a question mark around Switzer from the standpoint of how much can he really be expected to contribute oh, okay. with missing so much time. I thought you were trying to say he wouldn't make the team. And no, I was no, 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 not at all. No, no, no. No, no, no. no you Whoa. wouldn't do that. Whoa. But, 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 <laughs> but I'm just saying. I'm tough. No, I'm just saying from that standpoint, I, I think when a rookie misses that much training camp, at the receiver position, I would think there's some effect to that. Yeah, right? but so that just means that if he's not ready, then that's this one package that they don't use that as much. much. Early, yeah, right? yeah. And it, now punt return, he's supposed to do that because I know who it's not going to return punts, yeah. and that's all LL over back there. LL, God, he, he took some L's against the Rams. He did. <laughs> I just kept thinking, all right, at some point you're gonna, you're gonna. But even, I mean, even if he's not ready to go, or if they don't feel comfortable with him for Week One, Cole Beasley can do it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yep. Yeah, that, that's the least concerning position. Okay, which position are you most concerned? Running back, defensive line, defensive backs? Um, I will say the defensive line. Okay. And there's a lot of question marks there because you got to suspend. You got guys practicing out here that aren't going to play. You got guys that aren't practicing that are going to play, and Tyrone Crawford. So it's just, it, it's kind of, you know, you, you're counting on Tapper. That's dicey. Uh, you know, you, you got these young guys that you want, you know, and then, then when someone starts to play well, oh, Stephen Pye doing well, then he's got a knee kind of flares up. You got Cedric Thornton in there, then he's – there has been no consistency there and no players that you can just kind of count on to go, he, he'll be there. Just you wait till he comes back. You don't give Lawrence that kind of – No. For now? No. No, no. no. Because Lawrence is a solid player, but they drafted him and they need him to be a really good player, and he hasn't shown that. Collins? Malik, yeah, I, I, I think he's the one that you're the most excited about. But he plays defensive tackle, and he's gonna, if he, he'll be a beast if he gets five sacks, and not, you know, or not six, enough. Six. What you're saying is that's not enough. Yeah, from the standpoint of the amount of pressure you really so need to I, put I, on opposing There's just so many question marks there. You don't know where it's gonna come from. Yeah, there are very, very few guys, and some you just mentioned that you can kind of count on and that are good. But aside from that, I mean, you don't really have anyone. And it's kind of concerning, well, pretty concerning compared to how they were last year. They were not, they weren't great. So it's not much better at all this year. Have you ever seen a good defense that didn't have a great player? Just a good defense. A great defense. No name defense of the, what team was This that team has team? a great player. Sean Lee. Good point. They were, I mean, they were good last year. They had one great player. They were good. They weren't great. They were good. So that would be my rebuttal. Okay. Yeah, but Shen Lee, I mean, that's about it, really. I, you're no argument here. I'm just other than that. I mean, out. right? Think. But I, I, he, he's a great player, but he's not a difference maker. Not really. Well. Linebacker, even more so than running back, linebacker even, has been mitigated. Even the best linebackers, the best linebackers that have ever played the game, let's say, you know, from from the 80s on, you name the great linebackers. Most of them had a great, a, and like a Pro Bowl somebody up front. It's, but if we, still go, if we still go back to the argument I made a few weeks ago, 
that doesn't you don't have to have a great defense in order to have success as a as a team like you don't even Super Bowl success I mean you mentioned the New Orleans Saints that they have a great player on that defense that oh. defense was an opportunist opportunistic defense and the offense was putting up a ton of points and so it created good scenarios for the defense right so I don't think you have to have a great defense and maybe not even right. a really good defense maybe just an average defense is okay if your offense okay. is good enough well we got that we got average defense. See, actually, <laughs> see and that's why average my answer would actually be running back because, as I've established with Nick, I grade on a curve. Like, I'm not worried about the defensive line or the secondary because, like, I'm not expecting that much. from. Like, they're going to be what they are. And yeah. honestly, considering what I thought they had when we got here, I'm actually encouraged because I've seen some stuff from Taco that makes me think he could come on. Yeah. I've seen – DeMontre Moore has been a pleasant mm -hmm. surprise. Uh, Steven Paya has been a pleasant surprise. Collins looks like the beast that we thought he was. Come on over to my side. I'm, well, it's, Throughout I mean, camp, we've kind of – I'm not <laughs> – You're kind of moving on over to my side. It, not, it's happening. What, it's switch. inevitable. I'm yeah. not telling you that they're going to get 60 sacks. They're probably going to be I. middle of the pack. There you go. But running back concerns me because five days ago we had – our, we had the best backfield here in the league between how good Zeke is and then the depth. And now you're just like, man, I hope this old folks home can handle the load while we figure this Zeke <laughs> stuff out. I mean, I, and I actually think they'll be fine, yeah. but you downgraded from a Ferrari to a Mazda or a, not, not a Mazda. You're still I getting somewhere though. That far. Wow, it, that you're still getting to your destination. You, down, you, downgraded, down. you downgraded from a Ferrari to like an Acura. Which is like yeah. Acuras are fine, but it's not a Ferrari. It's yeah, you might get there, but it's not fun. It's not as fun. <laughs> well, little bumps. Like it's that. not as fun. Yeah. So I, d I mean, you went from arguably the best running back, top three for sure, to like these guys will get it done. It's just kind of it's, eh, it's concerning, but I think they'll be okay. Yeah. All right, let's let's move on to the next question. Which player has exceeded expectations most? Jalen Smith, Rico Gathers, Bryce Butler. Now, this is always – this is graded on the curve of coming into camp, what you expected of them. And I'll even go back to at the end of last season, what you thought of them to what you think of them now after four weeks in training camp. Uh, Jalen Smith, Rico Gathers, Bryce Butler, who has exceeded expectations more? Um, from of, of those three players, I'm going to say Rico because you know, he has not played this – you know – he has not practiced football until last year. He doesn't really know how to do hardly anything. I mean, he's still talking about catching football and where, where you high point the ball and all that stuff. So I think when you watch him play now, he's starting to really look like a player. That, that um, I don't, I'm not saying he can contribute right now, but he, he looks the part for sure. And I think he's come the you know the furthest. Before you guys answer, I also want to say something about what you just said about how he catches the ball. Mm -hmm. If you watch how he catches the ball, he catches the ball actually more naturally mm -hmm. than some of the guys out here who have been doing it for a much longer period of time. It's rare you see a ball get to his body. Most of the time, he puts his hands out and he's plucking the ball out of the air, yeah. which which is pretty remarkable for a guy that hasn't played football, unless you think about it from a standpoint of yeah. basketball right. and right. what you do in basketball. You always you, catch you your go hands, get the right? Ball. Yeah, yeah, you always yeah. catch your he's hands. He's got so. an instinct to go and, right. and use the body, and he knows how to do that and use leverage and all that. So uh, it's not like he's been sitting on his couch since he was 13 years old. I mean, he's been doing things, obviously. Uh, he's been at the gym a couple times. but <laughs> Two or three. Yeah, but I, th I just think that he – uh, he, he's come a long way, and, and I, he's still got a long ways to go. Amber. I wouldn't – I mean, I'm not going to choose Rico just because before we got to training camp, I got to see plenty of him, like his development and how 
good he's gotten, all the progress he's made. So, and Jalen Smith, I had pretty a pretty good feeling about him. I uh, was feeling pretty good. So I'm going to have to go with Bryce Butler. I honestly didn't expect him to do as well as he did this camp, uh, aside from the little setback he had there with the injury. But overall, he he did exceed my expectations for, for this camp. I'm actually going to throw Bryce out, too. And I agree with everything Nick said about Rico. But I just think back to the draft when Noah Brown's name got called. It was bye-bye, Bryce. It yeah. was like, you're expendable. They're trying to get rid of you. You are going to be gotten rid of because you're inconsistent and blah, blah, blah. And he just told everybody to shove that narrative. I mean, I, right now, barring injury, three weeks away from final cuts, I'm, he's on the team. I'm they're not cutting him. They trust him. He's been there. He's done that. He's made plays in this offense. He he works well with Dak and Kellen Moore. Uh, he's on he's on the team, and he's been damn good too. And I don't have a lick of doubt that if not, I mean, not so much Dez because he's so irreplaceable in terms of his skill set. But if Terrence were to go down, I think Bryce Butler could do that job just fine. And that's not a knock on what Rico and Jalen have achieved out here, but. I think everybody thought that they would both be on the roster when it was all said and done for one reason or another. What I like what, what Bryce has done is he you can see the improvement in his game. Yes, he's a tall guy that goes and he can run. He's always been able to run, but he's been able to get low, get the ball, and, and really, you know, he's he kind of sacrifices his body, goes down, he gets it. He, he's made catches like that, the tough catches. Uh, this year that, that he hadn't really seen. So he has elevated his game. He, he looks like a different player. He does. He, I mean, he looks like a complete wide receiver more so than just a really fast guy who occasionally gets open. I'll take it one step further. I don't think that it's just that he's going to make this team. I think he's going to make this team. And I think if he continues to play like he has, I think he'll have a role in this team. I think this is a guy that can get you four or five touchdowns this year he because he has larger. that big play ability. Yeah. He'll get some big plays for you out of the, in this offense if he continues to be as consistent you know, as he's been out here in training camp. Yesterday I heard him talking to someone out here on the field after practice, and I don't know if this has any effect on how well he's performing out here on the field, but I heard him say how he's put the whole DJ thing off to the side and a little – He's retired. Yeah, temporarily. Well, like temporarily, I don't know. I mean, if you could remember last year, if you follow him on social media and see his stuff, how much he would, you know, go out at night, DJ, and do this or do that. And now, apparently, he's more focused on the game rather than outside. Not that there is nothing wrong with that, but maybe just more focused, and that has helped him. Yeah, I, I think that. You know that's that's a good point for him. You know for him, and it's glad that he did that. Now, when we went to that concert, Justin Timberlake, he looked like he was trying to get the DJ kicked <laughs> off. He was trying to move him off the stage, but they were just having DJ talk. Yeah. But DJ talk that that happens. Talk shop from that time happens. To time. These, these guys, you know, they they have so many opportunities, so many doors that open that it's hard, and and they have more passion. You know, uh, passion. They're passionate about other things. So it's it's a tough balance, and that's okay as long as you put it in context, right? That's yeah. like with any of our jobs, we can all have passions that go beyond our jobs. Mm -hmm. As long as when you're on your job, that's your passion. Like when you're on your job, you're yeah. doing that with passion, right? So yep. I guess it doesn't really matter as much from that standpoint. Let's move on to the next question: Which player has not met expectations? I have a couple I'll throw out there, but I'll let you guys choose. And this one's wide open. If there's anybody else you want to throw in, you can. But because of injury, Chaz Green, Ryan Switzer, I would put on that list of guys you could throw in? Who are some other guys that maybe you guys think, or do you agree that maybe one of these two guys has, has not met expectations for you? 
Dave, let's start with you. Uh, I think both of those are fair, and I, I mentioned this in our pre-show meeting. I'm gonna jo Jordan Lewis. I'm gonna throw him out there, and I'm sorry, Jordan. I'm not trying to dog you. I don't. I'm again. I ranted about it. I'm not blaming you for injury that happens, and I think they're being smart with him because he can still play a role for this team once he gets healthy. It looks like he'll be back at practice sooner rather than later. He's kind of making strides to get back on the field. But like I said when we got out here, I pulled as many people as possible back at the star after the draft, and he was the runaway winner in terms of the guy people were most excited to see. He was a first-round caliber talent that they got in the third round. Uh, the off-field incident came up clear, so he's good to go, and we just haven't gotten a chance to really see him at all. He's fielded a few punts in practice, and that's really it. Um, so, you know, I, I think he was a guy that a lot of people were excited to see and still are. I mean, training, you know, we're going home, but training camp still has three weeks left. And uh, I just, you know, I thought he would push for playing time, and we just haven't gotten a chance to see it yet. And that's, I mean, it's disappointing. It's not his fault, but it is what it is. Yeah. I did my rant yesterday on Tapper, so I'm not going <laughs> to talk. Wanna, we talk about in? that. No, 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 I'm good. I already expressed myself on that subject. But <laughs> I'm just going to go with the whole rookie group that is injured. And like you said, Dave, it's not their fault, really. You can't really say, oh, he didn't meet my expectations because of an injury he just had. And although none of those injuries are major it's still something that it's disappointing to see happening just because this is a crucial time for all these rookies to come out here and kind of learn about the speed of this game and develop their talent and play with the other veteran guys. And we just haven't really seen much of that. And I think it, it's although they still have time to do all that, it's still going to affect their game. Definitely. I mean, practice matters is what Jason Garrett says. I think I think I'm going to go with a different a different guy on that list, uh, and this is because of my own expectations. I kind of set them higher, and I thought he might take a, a you know bigger step than he has, and that's Jeff Heath. Um, I thought that that Heath would would show out a little bit more. Uh, it's not to say that he he's he's taken a big step back. I just kind of expected that maybe he would he would really turn the corner and 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 show show out more. Uh, it's only been a couple of games. I don't think he played that well in that first game. But, you know, that they were, they were throwing mm -hmm. the ball up and down the field on yep. him. Uh, he could have grabbed that fumble, you know, from midair. That's a tough play to play, a tough play to make. He didn't make that. But I just I just kind of thought he would he'd be in a point where they really wouldn't be rotating. Now with Xavier Woods and Kayvon kind of playing the way they are, uh, I, I think you'll see more rotation there. So, you know, it's still early, but I thought Jeff Heath might take it take the ball and run with it a little bit more than he has. And oh. here's a comment from Twitter covering that. Uh, Jeff Heath seems to be more of a coverage guy and Xavier Bo Woods more of the right kind of safety guy. Yeah. What do you think on that? Well, I mean, it's been a couple a couple of games with, with, with uh, Xavier Woods. He's obviously got good instincts. Let's see, you know, he's playing, he's, he's playing in the second half of these games. He hasn't faced great competition, but he – that's not his fault. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, he, he finds himself around the football a lot. So I think that, you know, you, you'll see that a little bit more. But but they'll play both. I mean, that's the thing. I think they'll both go out there and they'll play. And Frazier will get involved too. All right. So tell me, who was the, who's been the best rookie so far uh, in camp? And I'll give you a list of the guys. Cheetah Bay, Awuzie, uh, Taco Charlton, uh, Noah Brown, Marquez White, and Xavier Woods. Which has been the best rookie uh, of camp in these four weeks? 
we kind of talked about this yesterday. Well, camp or preseason or, I mean. Well, Cooper, I'm thinking in the last four Cooper weeks. Cooper Rush should be in there in if it's games. In the last four weeks, you could certainly put Cooper yeah, Rush I in there. Yeah, I think Cooper should be in the group yeah. there. In the last four weeks, who's been the best rookie? Chidobe had the best start. I said that yesterday, but, he, I mean, he's kind of faded. Injuries play a role in that. Um, I think the most consistently, the best consistent camp of everybody just from beginning to end, showing up, doing stuff, is probably Noah Brown. Taco deserves a mention, yeah, too, but he's Taco. he's had his bad days. He's had his good days, and, you know, people have been down on him and up and everything. I think for a seventh-round pick who's got who's looking on the outside of the wide receiver position, I think Noah Brown's been really, really good. Yeah, and they, they've all had their moments, other than Jordan Lewis, who just hasn't been out here. But th they've all had their moments where they, they've been – the most surprising or, or the best, you know, Taco had some great moments in, in the game and, you know, Switzer's, he had the whole off season where he was great. Uh, Cheeto did, did well. And Marquez white, you know, had for a moment, he had, he was kind of going Cooper rush same way. So they've all kind of had their moments. I'm going to pick Taco because I think Taco's the guy that's kind of, he's, pl he's played the more, the most he's been there. And I think, you know, I think he's really, the light's starting to come on for him. If there's one guy that, I mean, basically everybody we're mentioning other than Brown, has been had has been hurt or is dealing with something or whatever. If there's one guy that's going to be available every day, it's nice that it's Taco. Like right. he's had the fewest amount of setbacks. That was yeah. exactly where I was going to go with it. Is Taco's been the guy that's been, in my opinion, you look at what you want from a rookie in training camp, which is wherever you start, be better by the time you finish the four weeks. And I think there's been clear progress for Taco from mm -hmm. the beginning to where he is now. Uh, and if he keeps on that trajectory, I think he continues to grow. He'll be a, he'll be an asset for the Cowboys this season and then beyond. Should be more than that. He should be a really good player for them if he continues again to grow the way that he's grown over these four weeks. Amber? I would go with Rush. I mean, just – Although we not many eyes have been on him during training camp, during practices and all that, when he has played, he has played very well. So that's something that to me at least was very unexpected. I did not expect him to play the way he did and has played so far. And I don't know, I'm hoping he can kind of beat out <laughs> <laughs> kill him more somehow <laughs> somehow but we'll Ruthless. see <laughs> absolutely we'll see Ruthless. what happened uh no. hopefully uh, i don't know these coaches know more than i do but we'll see all right let's real quick about cooper rush the last preseason game you start him uh, start to finish texans why not? You mean? yeah absolutely yeah. all why not? four quarters all four yeah quarters. why not yeah, I think, I mean, we've seen that before out of a guy like Stephen McGee mm -hmm. when they were trying to figure out do they keep three or two, and th this is the time. I mean, I don't think Kellen Moore is going to have to show you anything else at that point. He's not going to get to play with a lot of guys. I want Cooper Rush to start That's the game, run out of the tunnel, coin flip, everything. Be the guy. Let's see what happens. It's your it's your Rico Gathers theory. Like, I, I don't – don't try to stash him. No, no, no. Just no. figure out if he's worth keeping or not. And by the time that game's over, you should know and, if he merits a roster. And, and this is a pretty decent – for fifth preseason game or final preseason game, this will be a good atmosphere for him because you're going into a place where they hate you. I'm going to say, it they don't matter. The Cowboys. It don't they matter. Don't and, it, and it matters to yeah. the it fans. Matters that to game the matters to the fans. Fan. Even if it's preseason, yeah. that matters so to the it'll, fans. So it'll, yeah. it'll be a good atmosphere for him to go in there. I know that's we've got three point. games to go, but I think I think that's what they should be looking at that's for him. That's a good point. All right, let's take our final break. We're going to come back. We've got to talk a little bit about our next our upcoming uh, Deep Blue uh, Nick's going to talk a little bit about that. He's been involved in that project. It's called Let It Ride. We'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. 
To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors, the six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See below for details. We, the entertainment-loving people, demand the best unlimited wireless plan ever from AT&T. What else do you want, a unicorn? Maybe. Only AT&T offers you unlimited data with HBO included and never pay overages. Get AT&T Unlimited Plus, our best wireless deal on unlimited data. Plus save $25 per month on DirecTV. It's entertainment your way. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Plan includes stream saver and videos will stream in standard definition unless you turn it off. $25 DirecTV savings requires AT&T Unlimited Plus. Credits start within three bills. Service prices subject to change. Other usage, speed, fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See att.com slash unlimited for details. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Jack Black products are carefully formulated with the finest natural ingredients and proven high-performance skincare technology. You'll find these performance products in the locker room at the Ford Center and in the luxury suites at AT&T Stadium. Go to our website at getjackblack.com and check out all of our game-changing products, including Beard Lube, our award-winning shave cream, and Deep Dive Glycolic Facial Cleanser, a Men's Health Award winner. Again, that's getjackblack.com. Nothing complicated, nothing cosmetic, just superior skincare. Back to the lunch break. Welcome back. It is the final segment of the break. Live from Oxnard, California. It's our final, final show from out here in Oxnard. We head back to uh, to Frisco here soon. We'll be heading out tomorrow, but the team will be heading out on Friday uh, and back in Dallas for game Saturday. Does anybody night. feel like a quitter for doing that for no, leaving early? Not from at home? all. Yeah, not either. even a little <laughs> me bit. Either. Nah, wow. not at all. It's been four weeks, and it's time to get back to uh, get back to hey, Frisco. We got here before them. And I can eat Jimmy John's on Friday and not feel guilty about it. Or, excuse me, Jersey Mike's. No, nothing. <laughs> I thought that would register with y'all. Because they have the Jersey Mike's on the plane, and they don't like it when we eat them. No. Yeah. Right. That fell flat. <laughs> <laughs> Derek's face. I'm, I'm excited about it, okay? I'm yep. Gonna, I'm going to go get Jersey Mike's <laughs> wow. on Friday, and it's going to be great. So whatever. Okay, Dave. Kay. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it, Dave. All right, let's. Uh, you know what we need to talk about, though? We do need to talk about our next upcoming Deep Blue. If you didn't catch the one that we uh, put out last week uh, called Doomsday 2, you can go to DallasCowboys.com forward slash Deep Blue, or you can go on to our new uh, Cowboys Now app on connected TV devices uh, where you can watch uh, that documentary. But the one that's coming up this week, you'll be able to watch that one as well. We'll have a live premiere Saturday. Uh, where we're going to basically play it everywhere. It'll be live on Facebook, be live on Periscope, on YouTube, uh, on DallasCowboys.com, on Cowboys Mobile, and then again on Cowboys Now, our connected TV devices, on connected TV devices. Nick, you've been a part of that project. It's called Let It Ride. It's the story of Leon Lett. 
Uh, talk to us a little bit about that story yeah. and, and some of the more interesting things that maybe you came across as you were putting it together. Well, I, I've been very grateful to be able to, to do it, and um, it, it's a remarkable story. And, and for him, the one thing that, that and I'll try not to go too, too long on this, but the, the one thing that's so fascinating for me was that when, when you talk about players that, that grow up in, in a, a, you know, rural towns and he didn't have a lot of money he was in alabama and he didn't have great grades he, de- he dealt with tragedy uh then he went to some small a uh, couple of small colleges to get to the nfl from a set you know as a seventh round pick to get to the nfl that would be your biggest triumph that's for most people out here their biggest triumph is to get here and wear the star and be there for Leon Lett, he had to deal with bigger obstacles than that once he got here. Some of it, and, and some of those things he did on on his own. I mean, he had a couple of those gaffes that we know the '92 game, the '93 game. Those two embarrassing moments. He he, he had a hard time with off the field issues. He had uh, whether it be uh, drugs, he had injuries, but mainly I mean, he was suspended three different times. Yet every time he kept battling back, it's very easy to drop the rope, and he never did. He kept going every single time. And so um, that, that, I think, is the most remarkable thing, the fact that he is now a football coach. When you think about being in, in, in school, you always had these guys that you looked around that weren't very good in class, and they, they didn't show up, they barely did, they, 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 didn't, they didn't know anything. And you just wonder, what are you going to do with your life? And if they turn and say, well, I'm probably going to be a teacher. I mean, you can't even be a student, and now you're a teacher. And that's what Leon Lett has done. He was a very tough student, and now he's teaching these guys. It's, a, it's an amazing story. It really is. And so, um, you know, Let It Ride, we came up with the, the, the title because the two mo- moments everyone knows are is, uh, those two plays on the field. But he's had two life-changing moments. They both happened in a car. And, you know, he, and he, he had to basically drive his father to the hospital when he was 15 years old, didn't know how to drive. His dad is having a heart attack, and he's helping him drive at the same time, like, you know, hold it in the road, do this, do that. And he goes to there and gets there in time for him to take the, you know, oxygen mask off and say, be strong for the family, Leon, and he dies, you know. And so he had to, he, he had to grow up right then at 15 years old. And then 15 years after that incident with the th- Thanksgiving Day game against the Dolphins, he, he was still dealing with it. He had to get in the car drive and say you know what i'm never letting this affect me ever again this is stupid i'm not gonna it's not gonna bother me it's not gonna affect my life came back around boom he decides i'm gonna go back to school i'm gonna i'm gonna get graduate i'm gonna become a coach and now he's with the dallas cowboys so pretty remarkable story, story. It really pretty is. remarkable story and again this saturday i think it's at 4 p.m mm-hmm. yeah 4 p.m central time uh we will be running uh let it ride uh, that will be, again, it will be everywhere. We'll have it on Facebook, on YouTube, on Periscope, DallasCowboys.com, Friday, Cowboys Mobile. Friday we'll have a Facebook Live interview with right. uh, with Leon himself. Yeah. And then, Nick, Nick, you're going to do the interview, correct? Right. Yeah, so we'll do a <laughs> Facebook Live on Friday. I'm going to do that interview. <laughs> Friday. So uh, if anyone's we'll really watching Leon. close. Hey, <laughs> we're, we're, we're everywhere. We'll talk to we'll talk to Leon, and he'll he'll kind of give <laughs> a little bit of perspective on the on the documentary and the, on his story. Uh, again, for you guys to get ready for that uh, documentary that's coming out this uh this saturday i drove to uh omaha this summer to watch lsu's ill-fated world series vid and i I guess it's in wichita or is emporia state in wichita yeah it's it's in kansas it's not wichita i drove past it emporia and i just 
I it would I mean to ninety nine percent of ninety nine point nine percent of people would mean Jack. Like wh- who, what the hell is Emporia State? But I was just like Leon Lett. Yeah, yeah. Yep. good for you, dude. Yeah. This is where you were and you made it to yeah. the NFL. That's pretty cool. It's a little small school, right? Yeah. yeah. One of my favorite interviews was from oh, going down to Miami to talk to Jimmy Johnson. I thought that that was that was great. You know, he gave us a lot of uh, insight on his career and and kind of what happened with that Thanksgiving Day game and and some some things I didn't really uh, realize. Did so. you make it onto the boat? No, we didn't go out to the boat, but we went to his restaurant, Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill. Big Chill. That's what it's good called. Good food? It was good food, yeah. And uh, he, he said, hey, get get what you want, and it's on me. I guess when you're the owner, you can just <laughs> you can do hey, that. get whatever you want. That's what that's what he does. You know, you, you see these documentaries and stuff with the have always Jimmy Johnson. The and that's what he'll do. <laughs> he'll say, yeah, I'll talk to anybody. Yeah. You, you come down here, set up right here at the restaurant, and we'll do it. Yeah. That's what Not we bad. Anybody living the dream more than him? No, I don't think so. He's a coaching legend. His his coaching record is impeccable. Uh, he shows up on Sundays and does. He works yeah. like two days a week during football season, talking about football, right? And having his re- opinion respected across the country by football fans. And then the rest of the time, he just chills in South Florida. Like, what a beast! You think yeah. he gets in the Hall of Fame? I don't know. The Hall of Fame? Ring of Honor, Hall of Fame. G- give me both. Like, what are your, you think he gets in the Ring of Honor? You think he gets in the Hall of Fame? I think yes, he gets no. in the Ring of Honor. I think he gets in the Ring of Honor. I don't know about the Hall of Fame. I Although, I would argue, it's, I would, the same argument that you make for Terrell Davis, I think you could make for Jimmy Johnson. I, I it's agree. Like, it's a brief career, but, I mean, how do you tell the story of the NFL without the 90s Cowboys? Right. Yeah. And who built the, ni- who helped build right. the 90s right. Cowboys? <laughs> <laughs> Because you know what's there interesting? <laughs> I, I think there are a lot of people that will probably say that Tom Coughlin is a guy that sh- that belongs in the Hall of Fame at some point. There will at least be an argument made for that. Yeah. And he will have two Super Bowl trophies, right? Yeah. And, yes, he coached for a much longer period of time. He did it with two different teams. Now he's back with that, that first team and, and took that first team pretty far. I mean, they got to a championship game. Um, so there's there's a little bit to that. But I do think that at the end of the day, you still do judge coaches a lot of times on championships. And his ability to win two championships, even if it was in a short period of time, to me matters. Yeah, I isn't think so. It, isn't it just hard for coaches, though? I mean, like, other than the Landry's and the Knowles Parcells of the world, and, I yeah. mean, like, uh, I, guess, I guess I knew this, but LT, uh, when he was in Shrine, like, uh, Marty Schottenheimer is not in the Hall of Fame, and I think, like, yeah. probably not going to make it in the Hall of Fame, which seems crazy but to me. But didn't the coach from the, the, the Buffalo Bills, Bills that, that yes. lost four times yeah. in the Super Bowl, Marv isn't Le- he? Marv Marv Levy. Levy. Yeah. Isn't, isn't he in the Pro Football Hall of Fame? I mean, yeah. Yeah. If, if he can get in with four losses, I would think two with of two them to wins. Jimmy Johnson. Right, I would think with two wins, that should be enough. And like you say, like, can you tell the story of the NFL without this person? And I think not only was he a, a, a great coach, even for a short period of time, that won two championships, his personality is big enough because that's a part of You can't tell me it's not a part of it. That's a part of it. Was How about them Cowboys in. a thing before Jimmy Johnson? I don't know. Was it? I don't think anybody was screaming it <laughs> nah. until Jimmy Johnson no, said that. I mean, it was really him. That, so. Yeah, I, th- I mean, Ring of Honor, yes. Hall of Fame, sure. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think there's definitely a case to be made there. They don't ask me. But they don't. They don't ask anyone. Maybe in ten years sure. from now, Ring of they Honor. Will ask you. Ring of Honor is, is There's a one a person committee of one. Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's uh, let's get some questions. We got a couple more minutes here. We got about seven minutes left on the show. Uh, you can call us nine seven two four nine seven forty four hundred is the number. Let's see if we got a question on Twitter. What do we have, Amber? Do you see Rod calling more blitz with this personal on defense? Um, not really. You hope not. Because I mean, blitzes typically are for teams that can't get you know generate their own pass rush. So, but probably he'll have to. 
he'll he'll have to uh, in this case because I don't think that these whoever they put out there, you know, especially until Irving comes back. If Irving comes back, I think he he'll help you with with that. But but yeah, he's gonna probably have to throw some blitzes out there. They Scan got Scandrick's well, pretty good at it. They got some corners who can blitz, but I d I don't see him. These the linebackers. I mean, they do. I know they do, but like it's not a staple of this defense. No. And I think he would prefer not to unless it's desperate. I so. think Damian Wilson has the traits for a guy that could do that. I agree. You know, what are we gonna aggressive. miss? What are we gonna miss the most <laughs> about camping Oxnard? The, the weather. That was easy, Jinx. That's a, honestly the only agree. thing. <laughs> you don't agree? I don't. I don't like the cold. I. I don't. I hate this the cold. This is not, not cold. cold. What do you in mean? In the mornings and when it's you're the, the only sun is going down. You're the only person out here without sleeves. Well, no. Wear it. Like we all have on I sleeves. I had it on. And then you got hot. Sixty-eight is not cold <laughs> unless no. you're from the Dominican Republic. Exactly. <laughs> it's like freezing out here. Oh my god. <laughs> not at this moment, but yeah. <laughs> not at this moment. It's every morning. <laughs> I'm not gonna miss anything else. I. I hate the Pacific time zone. Sorry, West Coasters. I hate eating the same thing and going through the same 13-hour routine every day. I hate living in a hotel room, but I sure do like the weather. Yes, the weather is very, very nice. And, of course, Dave's now a runner, so that definitely helps. I, I'm dreading my first run in Texas. Me too. It's going to be very bad. It will be hard. Okay, next question. Nick didn't answer. I don't know. <laughs> <It's fine>. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's ready to go home. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Nick's ready like, to go uh, home. <laughs> <laughs> moving on, moving on. <laughs> This is a question. I don't Jordan Lewis make the fifty three even though he hasn't shown he hasn't been active in training Absolutely. camp. That's there's I no mean, way he doesn't. Yeah, he's yeah. no, he's yeah. A top no way. Draft pick. There's yeah. no way he doesn't make this team. That's he may not be active uh, very might, often. I mean, he might spend I, some time on the baseball brigade. Yeah, I don't think I think he'll be inactive uh, first week. For All sure, right. he has to be. So let's let's finish the show with this final question. Um, give me an MVP of training camp for you. Um, we kind of do this. This is going to kind of become a bit of a, tra uh, of a tradition that we do at the end of training camp. But give me who has been your MVP of training camp so far in 2017. Well, I'll, I'll start it. And I'm not – I don't think it's a really a cop-out. I mean, I'm, I'm staring at, I think, the best player that I've, at camp here probably <laughs> is Zach Martin. I mean, President? I, I really think that he has been. I don't think don't he's the Don't just most, say that because he's he, right there in front of you. Hear, you can't hear me and he's focused. Uh, he focused. certainly looks focused. But he's not the MVP. He's not the MVP. He's just he's a, he's a really good player. Dak Prescott is to me. And you know what? That's fine. That's not a cop-out. He has been the most valuable player. on the, the, he, he come, He's come here every day. He's practiced well. He's had a couple of moments here and there, but this is the time to have those interceptions and all that. But for the most part, I think he's he's shown improvement in his game, and he is the leader. He is the star, and he's going to need to shine even brighter now with with Zeke down. Let me let me change this just a bit. I want to make sure we're clear. I said MVP. What I'm really talking about, who's been the best player, who's played the best out here, and I don't know if that changes then your Zach answer or Martin. not. Okay, good. Zach Martin has played the best. He doesn't get beat very much. Even when Malik gives him a go? Oh, gives him a go. Well, Thank Malik you. won a few Malik times. That's what him. I'm saying. Okay, gives right. him a go. That's that's good. Yeah. yeah. But he, he's been he's, he's been phenomenal. He is he's really great. Good. He's really good. I agree. I, the MVP, I would agree that it's Dak. Best training camp overall, like from day one to the end. Hmm. See, this is why I I don't you know this like we talked about I don't grade with the curve. I mean, I just look at Zach Martin. Do I expect him? Yeah. Has he been there? Yeah. But I mean, I know fifty five's probably th 
yeah. going to factor into this. That's mine. Yeah, and he should be. He's been good. Go Steven, ahead. Well, Stephen Pye, I think, is, is to me, has been the clear uh, best player out here because I think it's been consistent. That's the thing about it is mm-hmm. up until the point where his knee flared up at the end of last week, which has affected his ability to practice this week, it's pretty much every day in practice I'm seeing him do something. It wasn't like, you know, some guys, you talked about Chittabay, uh, he started off hot and then he kind of, you didn't really hear a lot from him. And there have been a lot of guys that kind of at different moments yeah. during camp kind of it's ebb a long and flow. Camp. Right, happens. they ebb and flow. And that's perfect. And that doesn't mean they're not going to be a good player for the season. It just means it kind of ebbs and flows. I think Stephen Pye has been the most consistently good player out here on the field throughout the entire four weeks. And that's why I would say he's been the best player. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna disobey your rule. Um, it's kind of the same thing as Dak, but Tyron Smith is like he's so good when he's on. It's. I mean, you just get. He just I was gonna pick. Him. He just, and that's <laughs> fine. He is, I yeah. think. I and we argued about this on like day one. I think he's pound for pound the best player on the team. And the one time we're like we're like, oh my god, Demarcus beat him inside. What? That's not like him. And then the next day he sits out because his back hurts. And now they're managing him. He hasn't been practicing. He's looked good these last two days. Um, if he if he can't go, I think even more so than Zeke, it changes the outlook of the entire season. I mean, when he's out there, he's nasty and unbeatable and great. And if he's not out there, it's probably because he's dealing with his back. Outside of the quarterback, there is no other position on this team where you lose a part of the player and it more affects this team than Tyron Smith in no a way. I, yeah, you're ex- right. Exactly. Which is, I'm, I say he's the MVP in terms of when he has been practicing, he's been great. And when he doesn't practice, you can tell how screwed they would be without him. Right. The so, delta between him and the next oh, guy it's not good. is huge. It's not good. It's huge. Yeah. And even with the, his back injury, like you said, even with that, dealing with that pain when he has been out there, he's still better than no. everyone else. If, so if, if let's he, at seventy five percent, he's better than every defensive lineman on this team, and yeah. probably most defensive lineman in the league. So you know who's also I think could could factor in here is uh, Orlando Skandrick. I think Skandrick has had a pretty good really? camp. Really? Yeah. Because we haven't talked a lot about him uh, throughout camp. I don't feel like. Well. You know, before camp, we did top 20 questions, and I said he would be the MVP of camp. And so I kind of want to just mention it. I just want to yeah, mention sure. it. I, I, I <laughs> think you look good. He's, he, has had a, he has had a good camp, though. He I has actually, pretty good. I talked to him, the, uh, to him the other day about his whole veteran program, and he was like, it makes a world of difference that they're giving me that time off, and I feel awesome. Even And this was like two days ago at the tail end of camp, and that's great. Cause he, and he, he, I mean, he, he's beaten Beasley out here in the one-on-ones. He's mm-hmm. gotten a couple picks. I mean – you know, the the deck is stacked against you as a defender in training camp practices anyway because you can't tackle and it's geared toward the offense. And I, I Maybe not MVP, but I think he's been good. No, he's got a different position and a different, um, uh, you know, obviously he's got, he plays a different position, different type of injury. But look at what Jalen Smith is doing now. The fact that, that Skandrick got hurt last year, came back, but he wasn't himself. This year, year two of the injury, he's ready to go. That's what the Cowboys are hoping with Jalen Smith. He's going to play this week. We talked about it earlier on. He's going to play Saturday. But they're hoping this year, get through the year, get better by next year, ready to go. That's a wrap for our show. That's a wrap for camp for us. We'll be back on the air on Monday. We'll tell you what went right and what went wrong for the Cowboys Saturday night when they play the Colts. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Amber Garcia, Dave Hellman, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break live on DallasCowboys.com radio. Radio.